You're listening to the Performance Group Podcast, a place to listen, learn, and get to know the unseen heroes of our local community. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Sean Kirby, and on the Performance Group Podcast, we make it our mission to learn from those around us and shed light on our local community. If you're new to the show, we have spoken to business leaders, community, organizers, friends, and family. And before we jump in today, I hope to ask you for a favor. If you could please just take one second to hit subscribe and share our posts. It would mean a whole lot to me, our team here at the Performance Group, and our amazing guests on today's show. Absolutely, absolutely. All right. So, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Performance Group Podcast. My name is Sean Kirby. I will be your host. And on today's episode, I have JB Shelton of Detour Salon in Style out of Anderson, Indiana. Um, JB, obviously, we've talked for a few minutes and yes. kind of talked about your local community involvement. Um, but let's kind of talk quickly about how you got into. Well, actually, let's start with this. Where are you from originally? Okay. Well, Long story short, born in St. Louis, grew up in Dallas, Texas. Oh, wow. Uh, trans uh, moved to Bowling Green, Kentucky. Started living, started working at Garfield's Restaurant, and then moved to Anderson in May of '96 to open the Garfields. That's no longer there, but yeah. it was in the Mounds Mall for mo- many, many years. So that's how I got here. Um, after a while at Garfields, I think that's where I kind of got my foot in the public eye, if you will. Just because when you're a restaurant manager, so many people come in and you talk to so many faces, and so I think that's kind of where people started recognizing me from. But then I decided to take a major detour yeah. if you will <laughs> and go to uh, cosmetology school and so after that I worked at a local salon here and actually became an educator and co-owner of that salon and helped build that company to what it is today and then just decided it was time to kind of stretch my wings even a little further and kind of go out on my own and see what I could do there and so um, I actually started a little studio here in Pendleton across yeah. the street uh, and then open detour about a year later so uh we have a staff of 22 and full service salon and full boutique and yeah i just live in my dream out here in madison county yeah absolutely yeah isn't that a beautiful thing to say especially for people that are in madison county so you started the detour side in 2016, correct? That's, yep, that's correct. And you yeah. went through Adam Hoeksema there at Bankable? I did. Oh, I can't say enough about my friends at Flagship and Bankable. Kyle May, Kyle Fawcett, my cousin Carol works there, Tanya Nicholson. I mean, um, Terry Truett, they've all just been amazing support systems for me as a young, or not young, well, let me start over, new. <laughs> Uh, entrepreneur here in Madison County and they gave me the support with you know website and accounting and bookkeeping and taxes and we we went through a lot together ups and downs in the beginning um, but they have been a great support system and anybody who reaches out to me about wanting to start their own business I always send them there first yeah there's some great people yes a lot absolutely. of great businesses have came out of there too. yes yes they really help people along their journey mm-hmm. so you've Gained 22 employees, team members in four years. Yeah. No wonder there's been ups and downs. Yeah. You know, that's honestly, I always say, you know, people are my passion. That's my purpose, I think, here, uh, not only in Madison County, but just on the earth because I do love humans. Yeah. Um, 
And so hair's kind of my medium, how I touch everybody. Yeah. Um, I love leading the next generation of professionals and in the beauty industry and filling them up, develop them, developing them, guiding them um, to what it means, what does success look like now? And it's not always about the money. You know, I think growing up in the 80s, like myself, we were just pushed really hard, our Gen Xers, to make a lot of money and as much money as you could make in the fastest amount of time. But than spending it all as quickly as you made it, right? Yeah, exactly. And so I'm trying to help them discover the balance of your passion, your purpose, and then a sustainable income for your future too. So it's, so it's education. Oh my gosh, yes. It's a full 360 degrees. We don't just learn about how you can apply color to the hair. We learn about self-awareness, understanding your background, your foundation, your childhood, how it all kind of brings it together as an adult, um, where you can find your strengths and weaknesses, how you can capitalize on your strengths, know your role, know what your true passion is. So we do the whole human as our uh, team base, not just the specific trade. Yeah, I'd say it. So your education started even earlier than that, right? You started doing speaking engagements. You did you a lot know, of education early on. I am not a formally educated human. I will be fully transparent. I only have a cosmetology license. I don't have a bachelor's degree or any of that. I've kind of just worked my way through the ranks. I actually am a hair loss expert with Bosley MD, and I've been working for that company for 11 years. And they're the ones that have actually given me that kind of leg in my career where I'm presenting on stage, working hair shows, traveling across the United States. I've been to El Salvador teaching wow. about hair loss and hair cutting and just all of that. And that just really gets that hair loss piece for me is just a big part of instilling confidence and esteem in a human and making yeah. them feel better. And so it's been a big cornerstone for my personal career. It's a cornerstone in the salon because, well, if you don't have hair, I don't have a job, right? That's so good point. Yeah. <laughs> Let's grow some of that. Yeah, exactly. And fast. <laughs> yeah. So how does, how, does, how does all that stuff work? Oh, from a chemical standpoint. Sure. Well, a lot of what I focus on is the um, kind of solutions that you can to defend and revive. Now, of course, everybody always gets to a certain level. It's like, no, your hair's not growing back. And so that's when you got to go to a real doctor, right? But before then, I'm your last stop, basically. Um, and we have solutions with Bosley MD that actually they work. I'm a user myself for 11 years and live and die by the product really and i i put i stamp my whole career on it really to be honest with you so we've been a lot of been able to create a lot of good feelings with our guests and our clients by revitalizing their hair you yeah. know yeah talk about a big problem you're solving in the community it is uh people don't realize hair loss it, hair growing hair is a very uh it's challenging when you have stress, you have genetic predispositions, you have illnesses, autoimmune, medication, water, food, lifestyle choices, then you're not even talking about all the hair designs with braiding and extensions you can do. And hair loss comes from all of those pieces. Um, and during the pandemic, the stress alone, you will, we will see hair loss for the next year stemming from the stress of that time period in 2020 and now yeah. and now too still happening yeah geez louise geez louise keeps you in business 
it keeps me in business. Yes, it keeps me on the cutting edge. And I'm happy to say our salon is the only hair loss uh, salon with an expert of my of 11 years as myself and guaranteed results and solutions in the salon itself. Mm-hmm. That's a pretty pretty yeah. good way to look at yes. it. Yes. So then if we back back into the salon, you also have the Ann Style piece with it. Oh, yes. I've never seen an Ann Style boutique type of salon. What yes. made you come up with that idea? Was that in your original business plan well, when you went yeah. to Adam? Absolutely it was because it gets back to that whole, we've got the consumer in. Now, what can we, how can we educate them on all the services and products that we have to be a complete beauty industry uh, provider, mm-hmm. if you will, whether it's fashion, hair, skin, makeup. Uh, we don't do the nails because we do have a lot of businesses that do that and mm-hmm. are doing great at it. Um, so we don't want to try to get in every single market, just the ones that we're really good at. Um, having that putis women love to shop. I mean, let's just face it, right? And looking in Anderson, there's not a lot of department stores left. There's not a lot of places where you can go and shop local and get unique fashions, trends that are fitting your lifestyle and your lifestyle choices. So we try to touch on every demographic. So whether you're a a Gen Z, a millennial, a Gen X, or a baby boomer, uh, whatever size you happen to be as a human, we like to have a lot of fun gifts and clothing for, for you in that capacity. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And yeah. is that uh, necklace you're wearing now, the one that says Detour, is that available in store? No, you know, these little jewelries I have, I have those made specifically for my staff members who are leaders and have had tenure. Oh. With the company, so there are little gifts I give along the way as a as appreciation. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's perfect. Well, I would buy one if you had more for sale. But I'll, <laughs> Maybe I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah, now. I'll apply for a job and then yeah, I'll try to get my go. tenure. That way, I can I can get it. I'm one. sure I'd have some clients that would ask when they're getting their you know necklace. As oh, I a, believe it. Yeah, and actually, it's a great idea. So maybe I'll put that down in my ideas yeah, write that uh, down category. Ideas Detour necklaces for my VIP yeah, guests, right? Your tenure. <laughs> exactly. There you go. That's perfect. So the boutique side, um, compared to the, I guess you had never been in retail before. How has that transition been? Um, I've well, I've never been in retail per se, besides you know like a high school job or two. But what I have been in is customer service, and so I've been in customer service since I was fifteen. Literally every job I've ever had has been serving the public. And so I feel like I have a really good lock on just different demographics of humans, yeah. uh, where you come from. And I think having that retail aspect um, is just another touchstone for me. Um, I'll be the first one to admit I don't know how to be a buyer. In fact, I've actually assigned that to someone in the salon who loves doing it, right? Who doesn't love to spend somebody else's money? On clothes. <laughs> It sounds like my wife. Exactly. So, um, and women need something to do for the two hours that they're in the salon, right? Yeah. They're processing, their hair color's processing. Why not browse around? Maybe you'll find something unique for your next girlfriend's birthday or Christmas or any type of holiday, right? Yeah. So we just try to give the guest a full experience where they can come in and enjoy their time. And with the pandemic, people weren't allowed to shop very much. And so that gave our guests when we were allowed to open that they could get a little bit of that. Oh, I can shop again and touch clothes and look at them and see things. So, um, 
It's been great for us. Uh, we're still driving those sales, and actually, we've started an online store. As yeah, I saw well. your online um, yes. store earlier. Yes, and so we're trying to expand online as another kind of location, if you will, for yeah. our business, selling all of our hair products as well. Mm-hmm. Um, at home color, you know, we'll sell your color right out of the salon, so you can use professional color at home if you can't get to the salon. And then all of our products, our clothing, gifts, et cetera. So we have um, guests who've moved on to other states, California, et cetera, and they'll still get online and order their hair products from us. So that's great because they're still supporting locally, even though they've you know, moved on to a different phase of life themselves. It's absolutely crazy. Do you think that, um, and I've, I've noticed this, do you guys have a waiting room? still we do don't need one as much if you have the boutique right Right. well you know that another thing that came we have a four thousand square foot facility Mm -hmm. and we have semi-private stations and the waiting area is large enough where we could place everyone six feet apart and then having the mass as a requirement kept everybody safe Um, we've posted our safety and protocol in the salon on google on our website Um, my restaurant background actually helps exponentially with the cross-contamination knowledge that you must have to know how to how to protect people in your business and so it's been um, another that extra layer like hmm, I didn't think I'm gonna need this in the future but it really came in handy absolutely Um, so we've been able to keep everybody self safe and knock on wood none of our staff or customers who's been in guests who have been in um, have had any issues with the virus in our salon. Yeah, so we've been right. blessed. That's a good problem to yes, not have. Exactly. So exactly. how long were you guys shut down during the original March stuff? And how, yeah. how has that impacted both your staff, yourself, and the yeah, entire Yeah, you know, we were closed for seven weeks. And I'm sure like every other small business owner, when they said you had to shut your business down, you were kind of, after you picked your mouth up off the floor and dried up all the tears of worry and stress, you just had to get to it. Um, I was blessed uh, to say that none of my employees ever missed a minute of um, income. Mm-hmm. Since we are a W-2 corporation, all of our staff gets regular paychecks with taxes taken out. And then we also have our unemployment you know, account. So everybody was able to access uh, unemployment very quickly. And then I was able to through my relationship with the bankable and flagship, I was able to be on that first round of PPP loans um, through my SBA connection with them. And then we were able to get everyone off the unemployment and go right into that PPP paying plan. Mm -hmm. And so nobody lost any income. Um, My staff did not stress. They did not worry. Um, They were taken care of. And as a business owner, my team, they are my guests they're the ones that I look to take care of first. Um, and then they'll take care of our guests that walk in the door, you know. So I put my heart and soul into protecting my team, cultivating a culture of um, comfort and trust um, where they know they belong um, and they feel safe. And I think that's made a huge impact on how well our business has been able to do in the first, you know, four years we've only been in a business. Um, And so through that, we were able to restore our business. We were able to change some things up, paint, get new products, develop our online store. We really just made great use of that seven weeks. We didn't sit on our laurels and just wait for something to happen. Myself and our whole team, we just got in there and we made things happen for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Pivoted. 
Absolutely. Pivot. That's um, one of the biggest words you hear, especially with small businesses. Yes. The nice thing is we're nimble. That nimbleness allows you to pivot at a, at a fast rate. Yeah, we're like little speedboats, whereas big corporations are like big luxury liners that take forever just to turn, and we can turn on a dime. And that's what we were able to do. And I feel very blessed that I have a team that was right in there with me, kind of hunkering down and making things happen and creating sustainability for the future. Yeah, absolutely. I think there's a lot of good things coming out of a pandemic, as crazy as it is to say. I know. There's a lot of good things coming out of it. Yeah. It brings culture even closer together, which seems like that's the most important thing to you. Yeah, especially in a small community. We really do have to support each other, not only as business owners and leaders, but as our, as our citizens, as our community. And to me, it kind of behooves a business owner that if you are earning an income and a living off of your community and the citizens, to give back. Yeah to give back so you can create and cultivate something for future generations. Absolutely. So let's talk about um, your thoughts on the community. Obviously, you're very involved, like we talked about at the beginning. Um, what does Madison County mean to you? Madison County means home. It means opportunities. It means that you can still have those touchstones with everyone in your community, your citizens. Um, it means that you can have a future, you can build a future for your children, for generations in your own family. Um, it means entertainment, it means low cost of living, it means uh, where you can still pull together and get the word out pretty quickly of the needs and make things happen, not only at an entrepreneur level, but at a service level. Yeah, absolutely. What's the future of Madison County? If you look at it, I think that there's so many bright, shining stars that are starting to show up in Madison County, but what's the future look like? I think with our future, especially being in close proximity to Indianapolis, we ha I, I think the t talking about the changes from the pandemic, I think people will start living smaller. And what I mean by smaller, meaning more intimate. Um, they'll find a home base that feels safe. And usually in those smaller bedroom communities, safety is, a, is not quite the issue as it is in a larger metropolitan area. Um, I think getting to know your neighbors will become a thing again. Um, going the mom and pops, I think, will take another, you know, um, leap into regaining some ground that we lost to the big box industries. Um, I think consumers are going to want to have a voice to talk to. They're going to want more relationships. They're going to want that customer service piece. They won't want to call a hotline or, a, you know, a big call bank. They'll be able to talk to the owner. Yeah, absolutely. They'll be able to talk to the owner. And that kind of customer service after the sale, I think, is going to be a big focus of the consumer moving forward. Not that you're just going to sell me this product or service and be gone. Are you going to be here to help uh, sustain it after the sale so I can continue uh, utilizing your service and your product? Um, I think that's going to be a big, big thing. And changing that narrative about consumer feedback, you know, trying to teach my own staff that just because a customer has an issue with the service or the product doesn't mean there's something wrong with you or our business. We need their feedback so we can laser beam focus on what they need to make it special for them. And I think that's the heart of a small business, right? To be able to touch and talk to your guests and know what they need and for them to feel safe to be vulnerable with you 
to give them your feedback. Their fear of rejection is in lying with not telling you what the problem was. You need to know the problem or you're never going to be able to fix it. There's a lot of people that don't ask. I don't want to know my problems. I think um, the one thing Amazon's done very good for small businesses is it's given this idea of always put the customer first. Mm -hmm. Always fix the next pain point, even if they don't know it's a pain point. Mm -hmm. Um, On our last episode of the Performance Group Podcast, we actually sat down with Tammy Coleman of Element 212. Yes. Very smart. Yes. That was probably one of my favorite podcasts I've done because I'm really into the marketing and the branding side. And we were talking about asking your top seven and your bottom seven clients about their experience and based off their information then you can dictate what i need to fix and those types of things and i think that's something that a lot of small businesses we don't have time right right i don't have time to ask right. those questions right i don't want to know the answers yeah truly i'm scared of those i don't want somebody to tell me i'm doing my job wrong i know but that's that piece where i think as a community and just humans, we have an opportunity to change the old antiquated narrative that it's wrong to have a problem. The reality is that's just human. You're going to. You're never going to do it 100% perfect. You're always going to misstep. You're always going to make a mistake. You're always going to make a mistake, sometimes just not knowing the whole aspect of the situation. And it's okay. It's okay to not to know. Um, but what's not okay is to somehow put the consumer in the place that they're this crazy person that doesn't know what they're talking about. You know, maybe they don't know all they're talking about, but that is your job. We're the experts. To educate them. Mm -hmm. So educating not only my staff, but our consumer is a big part of what we do so they can understand better. Um, Just like when you go to the dentist, I don't know what he's doing on my tooth. Yeah, I have no clue, right? Um, But when he educates me, I feel more empowered and more importantly, I have a better understanding. Yeah, and I think that's the biggest change. Education for the consumer. Mm Mm-hmm. It seems like, especially the consumer that uses small businesses, want the education. If you look at the big box retailers, most people are just, they're there for the transaction. Mm-hmm. I'm not there for the relationship. I don't have a relationship with Walmart. Exactly. You're you a number. Yeah. I don't have a relationship with Amazon. Right. But I do love that two-day shipping. I know. Why does Amazon, they've got our number. I know. I just <laughs> make it up over time. This is a Disney Plus model. As many members as you can get. It's crazy. But I think Madison County has a very bright future. Yes, I do too. Um, it'll be interesting to see, similar the Clayton Wiston, a rising tide lifts all boats. What Madison County businesses do coming out of this pandemic together to grow the entire county? Mm-hmm. I think, too, um, working as silos needs to maybe see its end. I think us working together, bringing strengths to the table from each individual or each, you know, segment of the community, whether it's government, non-for-profit, corporation, service, product, whatever it is, coming together to find solutions together and not trying to do it all. Staying in your lane and focusing how you can come together as a cumulative effort Um, instead of working as silos. You know, we've got so much of that happening. It's breaking down our system. We're not able to reach as many and affect as many in a positive manner because too many are trying to do it alone. 
And so I think that would be the biggest thing, you know, from the school corporation to the government agencies to the non-for-profits to the business world, coming together and working together so we can reach everyone, I think is an opportunity we have here in Madison County. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. How do we do that? Oh my gosh, if I knew that, I'd probably run for mayor of Madison County if there was such a post or position. I don't know, but we need somebody with vision. We need uh, vision, we need leadership, we need positive. We need to let go of the old narratives, the antiquated systems we have in place and look onto what are the possibilities. Um, and it's so hard for people to let go of the old because it's all they know. And sometimes all you know is what's comfortable, and I totally get it. But you can't reach for the new while you're have, hanging on to the old. So at some point, you've got to take that leap of faith and that risk, right? Yeah. Um, How do we get every single one of us put on the same end of the rope? Communication from one outlet that everyone can access equally and equitably um, and that knows about. Now, what that looks like, I don't know. Is it, a, is it a government app? Is it a county app? Is it a city app? Is it, you know, what is it? That I don't know. Yeah, it's a podcast. That's what it is. It's this podcast. podcast. Yeah, this is the future of Madison <laughs> County. One day at a time. One episode at a time. Talking to business owners and smart people. Yes. No, it's it's interesting, especially as a young person in business in Madison County, I feel 100% the way you feel. And how do we how do we make the change? How do we all pull on the same end of the rope? Just start talking to people and... And sharing, these conversations will help. Yeah, these will help. The sharing of ideas. And it's how to convince the larger community how to let go of your old narrative that Anderson is a pit or Madison County is have the armpit of America or whatever the numerous adjectives I've heard over the years when describing our community. Um, letting go of the heydays of the big factories that was a part of our history and it was amazing because it brought us to where we're at but now we've got to look ahead to the new and that is a hard part when you're still holding on to that old you know system that you want to still work and you want it to come back but it's not and now we have opportunities in other fashions and other segments of society and coming together and focusing there i think is going to be our first step yeah Absolutely. How do we? It's it's generational too. Mm-hmm. I think that's the that's the toughest piece. Is you know you've got younger generations that grew up in Madison County that don't want to live in Madison County because they think it's the armpit of America. Right. Madison County is a great place for a young person Listen, to live. Listen, this county. I mean, you think about it. We have a historical theater, Paramount Theater. There's one of twelve in the nation. We have a fine arts center. We have a symphony which is a regional symphony is almost unheard of nowadays. Um, We have Mound State Park, which is amazing. We have the White River with lots of great entertainment there. We have the casino. We have great breweries downtown trying to get the downtown aspect coming in. We have so many opportunities to build on and advertise and market. You know, I was listening to a podcast the other day and there was a commercial for Ohio on there talking about low taxes and affordable housing and all the tax breaks they give to businesses and et cetera, et cetera. And I thought, well, that's Madison County. Yeah. 
we need to be advertising outside of the choir. Mm -hmm. We need to quit preaching to the choir and start showing other you know, areas and regions of the United States that may be interested in moving to an area like Madison County. Smaller, less traffic, less smog, less whatever hassles of their daily life they don't want to deal with anymore, right? Um, safety, security, being able to start a business, being able to afford your own home. Mm -hmm. That's huge. And you can do that in Madison County. Absolutely. You can and do I that. think rock stars like you guys at Detour are a very good shining example of what Madison County can bring in and advertise. Because if you can show a success story, it's a lot easier to bring in more successful people if they see you know, thriving young businesses. Well, and we have an opportunity for our workforce as well. Workforce work development is huge. It's it's probably for me looking at as a as a business owner in this community what I think is one of our biggest challenges and opportunities is our workforce. Um, and so to me, working with the school system hand in hand, uh, especially as government agencies, would be the obvious choice to uh, promote that in our community. Not everybody has to go to college. And I think that's changing. It is. I think more and more kids are scared of debt. They didn't preach it to me when, when I'm not even that far removed, graduating in 2014. But the debt conversation has been more and more explained yeah. over time to where I was talking to a 16-year-old kid who cleans our laundromat. And he goes, oh, I'm not sure. It seems like a lot of debt. I'm like, yeah. man, I couldn't even imagine at 16 being that worried yeah. about and, your future. And you see that narratives change because when I was 16, it was all about everybody goes to college, Same. right? And it doesn't matter how much it costs. It's worth the investment, long-term investment. And exponentially over the years, it's just well, increased, it increased yeah, at the it time. Was. Right. You could pay your school off. By working a summer job if you exactly. had the right job. Exactly. And that's not a thing anymore. Well, if you had a job making 60 grand in the summer to pay off your school, you wouldn't, you go, could, to you wouldn't go to school. <laughs> but yeah, we have a great opportunity to uh, reach great our school. Honestly, Anderson University is a great school. Those kids don't stay. Yeah, they don't. And you think about we've got Poly, Purdue Polytechnic. Gorgeous. We've got Ivy Tech. Ivy Tech has some excellent programs helping single mothers, young people starting out. The programs for daycare, uh, book assistance, transportation assistance, emergency assistance. I mean, if you haven't checked out Ivy Tech, check out Ivy Tech. It is, uh, they're doing some great local programming for our community to help our citizens get a leg up and get to that leveling up into the job market where you can have a sustainable income that you're not having to worry about, you know, minimum wage jobs and things of that nature, where you can get a skill. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's worth the education. It absolutely is. The environment, the networking. Those are the things that are the intangibles. Of yes. It's not just a piece of paper. Well, and then working with AU, how do we keep those college grads and AU to stay here in Madison County and start their business or help develop a new existing business? Um, myself, my... Um, our, my salon executive director, she's an AU grad. Yeah. She worked with me all four years going through college. She graduated from college, and I had the perfect position for her, and she was, frankly, already trained for it. So she's here. She's staying here. She's got a great income and a professional career choice where she could live and work mm -hmm. Yeah, in the community. And grow a business. Exactly. You're not just another number for a large corporation in Chicago. Exactly. Exactly. It's, it's I think, your purpose... 
the discussion at the beginning, the passion and the purpose are going to align for more and more young people where they're not just looking for paychecks. Exactly. But they want security. And as a small business, it's tough to offer the mm-hmm. benefits and it is. things it that is. these large corporations offer. So we're going to have to start offering things other people don't. Yeah. Well, and in the salon world, health insurance, paid vacations, dental insurance, um, disability insurance, those aren't anything that normally a salon can afford. Um, I My goal would be to be able to afford health insurance benefits. But with that being said, we do offer paid vacations now. We do have disability insurance. We do have employee paid insurance programs. Um, I provide life insurance policies as a benefit because it is an inexpensive benefit I can provide. And how many 21-year-olds invest in life insurance? Very little. Yes. So there are other, just like you said, pivoting, looking outside the traditional benefits box. What can I provide to support that sustainability piece for the future? Um, it's kind of as a business owner where I'm always looking um, to support the uh, integrity of their lives, Absolutely. so to speak. How yeah. do I attract and keep good people? There it is. That's the hardest thing to do as a business owner, whether it's it customers is. or the people that work for you. With there it you, is. Your team. Yep. And I think more and more people are going to take that jump and work with small businesses because they want to see something grow. Yes. They want to be a part of something. Yes. Which I think is beautiful. That being said, I think we have enough to go for another hour. <laughs> of course. Um, I can talk all day about but, Madison County. So can I. But I, I, I think that we're, we're in the right direction. I yes. think we're talking to the right people. We're saying the right things. Um, I think now it's actionable steps to do so. Mm-hmm. And that's the hard part. It's everybody loves the ideas and everybody wants to be a part of that initial because it's exciting, right? The hard work comes from the long-term dedication and commitment that on the days, even when you don't feel like doing it, you're getting in there and you're doing it anyway. And I know that's not possible for everybody and I do have a heart and understand that. But those of us that can, should, and the leveling up that comes from that kind of commitment and dedication, you can't put a price on. And you're building for the future. You're leaving a legacy for not only yourself, but your family and the generations to come. And the people around you. Absolutely. A rising tide lifts all boats. Yes, I love that. I'm going to use that. You can have it. It's all yours. All right. Thanks, JB. I appreciate it. Thank you so much, Sean. Bye. That was fun. Hey guys, thank you again so much for your love and support of the Performance Group Podcast. For more information on the podcast, the Performance Group, or even our guests, feel free to reach out directly via our website, performancegroupindiana.com, or feel free to email me directly, which is sean at performancegroupindiana.com. We'll see you guys next week.